25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yo! How y'all are? I hope you are doing well on hump day. It's Wednesday. We made it to the middle of the week. It is Wednesday, isn't it? It's not Tuesday, is it? Holy cow, I'm losing track. Hey, Beaver, it's Wednesday, isn't it? It is indeed Wednesday. Okay. Doggone, man. Like, how do you lose track of what day it is? I mean, and that was... It's pretty easy. I don't think you're alone in this, actually, so don't worry. Well, I mean, you know, we're sitting here and it's like, you know, we kind of are in this lifestyle. Everybody just at home, except for you, Beaver. You're like the only person I know that's not at home all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're all here and we just kind of lose track. It's like being back in two-a-day practices. Like when I was in college as a player in the 90s, we'd have 13, 14 straight days of two-a-day practices, practicing twice a day. And that's what two-a-days are. And, man, seriously, on about day seven or eight, Every player on the team, all 100 of us, we didn't know what day of the week it was. We didn't know the date. We couldn't have told you it's August the whatever. We didn't know. I mean, you're just walking around in a fog. It's like zombie land in the football facility after, you know, two straight weeks of practicing twice a day. And that's kind of how we feel right now. Like, we don't know what day it is. But it's confirmed. It's hump day. Come on. Come on. Do the Humpty Hump. <laughs> I wish y'all could see Beaver dancing right now. How's that bass line there hit you? You like that, Beaver? Oh, I like what you're sending down, Matt. <laughs> you you picking up what I'm putting down. You smell what I'm stepping in. Yeah. <laughs> I like to rhyme. I like my beats funky and spunky. I like my oatmeal lumpy. <laughs> Nobody likes their oatmeal lumpy. All right. The Humpty Dance on Hump Day. That ain't the first time I'm going to hit that button today. Wait, wait. No, it's the first time. It's not the last time I'm going to hit that button. Got a little Willy Wonka there for you. Strike that. Reverse it. Let's move on. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance in all 82 counties across the state of Mississippi, and also staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi, C Spire, where they are customer-inspired. Lots of ways for you to be a part of the show on this hump day. I hope you'll tune in and join me. I'd really like to hear your voice. My voice is getting a little weak here, so we need your voice on the show. So hit me up on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. It is 995-1059. It's a 601 number. 995-1059. Also, shoot me a text 
on the Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. Got it? It's also a 601 number, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. And, uh, hey, also to everybody that's tuning in over here on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash radio. We've got the live stream going over here. Hi to everybody tuning in on Periscope slash Twitter on the uh, live stream at Radio Wyatt there, too. So everybody tuning in. Hey to y'all here on this Wednesday. Fun show, including coming up in hour number two, if everything goes according to plan, we get a chance to talk to Coach Jay Hobson, the head football coach at the University of Southern Mississippi. And, you know, another look at what times are like right now in the world of big-time college sports. So uh, we'll talk with Coach Hobson from Southern Miss coming up a little bit later in the show. Also, our man Jonathan, J-Mac from Divinity Equipment. We're going to check in with him a little bit later in this hour, just kind of check in because um, I want to get some details about uh, Divinity is they are under the category of essential business. A lot of that's service-related, but there's some sales going on too, so we're going to talk with Jonathan coming up. But first... Right now, on the Divini Equipment phone line, I'm sorry, not the phone, this is the text line, on the country pleasing text line. Hey, speaking of which, look at my hat. Look at that hat. It looks good on me. It fits just right. I got one of these real, you know, odd kind of narrow heads. Look at that. My country pleasing hat fits perfect. It says country pleasing on the back. I got the red hog on the front. It is unmistakable. And so is the taste and the flavor. I'm going through, you know, section by section, a package of the uh, jalapeno and cheddar every morning for breakfast. Make your tongue slap your hat off. It's that good. Country pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. Walton said, let's see. Unfortunately, a punched primer doesn't always equal a dead turkey. Hashtag missed him. So he, he sent us the picture. He recovered his... 20-gauge federal shell that he pulled the trigger on, picked up the shell, but he missed the turkey. Well, hey, look, at least you're shooting your shot, right? Shoot or shoot, man. Ghost pepper on the uh, <laughs> country-pleasing text line says, Matt, I've discovered the greatest walk-up song of all time. 1984 TV show intro, The Fall Guy, starring Lee Majors. You need to play it on the air. I never spent much time in school, but I taught ladies plenty. <laughs> it's true. I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, are you serious? Those are the lyrics to that song? To the fall guy? Those are the lyrics to the intro to that show? I will look it up. I don't have it on the soundboard, but I will look it up, Ghost Pepper. That's a carryover from a topic on yesterday's show. Now, all right, look here. This is this whole idea that I'm about to present to you is a carryover from a conversation that popped up as a, you know, a possibility of this happening. I don't know if you saw it or not and and be writing it to tune into the entire show you guys on the gridiron. I don't know if y'all covered it or not, but uh, this is news about the football schedule for this fall as it pertains to Mississippi State season opener and as it pertains to the Egg Bowl. Assuming we all, you know, all goes off without a hitch. So here's a little breaking news. Listen up. Stop what you're doing. 
And listen, thank you, Ron Burgundy. David Murray from uh, Gene's Page 24-7 Sports, he posted this about five hours ago. He is reporting that it is a done deal that Mississippi State's going to move its football season opener for 2020 to Thursday night, September the 3rd, as Mississippi State will host New Mexico. So it'll be the season opener, the first game, again, if it goes off without a hitch for Mike Leach, big deal. And they're going to have it on a primetime on a Thursday night as opposed to on that first Saturday. Uh, he says here a source with Mississippi State Athletics has confirmed that this is happening. And when asked if, um, let's see, he says, asked if this change is to be settled soon, you'd be pretty accurate. So in other words, it's happening. Now, again, and, and the article from David, rightfully so, notes that we're in the middle of this coronavirus stuff and we don't know practices, workouts, scheduling, all that. Yeah, there's a big unknown. This is just pertaining to what is on the schedule as of right now. They are moving it officially to a Thursday night. He is confirming that he wouldn't be reporting it if it was false. Um, So barring some change, it won't be a Saturday opener. It'll be a Thursday night. I think a little more information in there is that, you know, State, they didn't want the the debut for Mike Leach as its head coach to be at 11 a.m an 11 a.m. game against New Mexico. And I think in talks with the conference and with TV and all this kind of stuff, they couldn't necessarily get a guarantee that it wouldn't be at 11 a.m. if they stayed on Saturday. So the way to take care of that is get the game moved to Thursday night, make sure you're in prime time, you get all eyes on it, and have a big debut for your coach and your program and all that kind of stuff. So put that down. Go ahead, and, and I'd say you can use an ink pen. If you want to do that. Now, there's more. You know, next year, the Egg Bowl is again going to be on Thanksgiving night. Now, we've gone through it on this show. There is a, There are a lot of opinions on this thing. Okay? But it's going to be on Thanksgiving night in Oxford next year. But he notes in this article about future scheduling that as far as the Egg Bowl's future, this 2020 game completes a second two-year deal of Thursday night games for the Egg Bowl. He said it's not official, but every indication is that Mississippi State and Ole Miss and the SEC are eager, he uses the word eager, to see that continue. Cycle it again. Another two-year deal to play the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving night. Thursday night, Thanksgiving the 28th or whenever that is. Not on Friday, not on Saturday. Now, the Friday slot would be preferable, right? Because you're you're not on Saturday, but you're also not on Thursday. (laughs) But I think LSU has that locked up. If the arrangement does carry over the 2021 Egg Bowl would be on November 25th. 2022 would be on the 24th. So what you need, what you take from that is two pieces of news. He's confirming State's season opener will be a Thursday night game for Mike Leach against New Mexico. And he's confirming that, look, go ahead and just get ready. The Egg Bowl is going to remain 
on Thursday night, Thanksgiving night, for the next few years at least. This contract this year, and then they're going, you know, when he says that both schools and the conference are eager to see it remain on Thursday night, it's going to. So, there you go. Now, depending on who you are and where you're traveling from, will determine how you feel about that news. I like it. In a lot of ways, I don't care when they play it as long as it's at night. <laughs> you know, put it on Tuesday night. Just make it sure it's at night, especially early season games. I mean, and let's just say if this summer was like last summer, would you rather go to a 6.30, 7 o'clock game on Thursday night for the season opener on September the 3rd when it's 100 degrees in the shade, or would you rather roll up in there for an 11 o'clock game on Saturday morning? I know the answer. You don't even have to say it. It's a night game. If you That time of year, if you can get it at night, you get it at night. I don't care what night. At night is all it's got to be. Now, you may not share that opinion, but that's my opinion. And I think more importantly, it's the, the opinion of the decision makers on this stuff. So what do you think? You like it? You don't? You can let me know. Shoot me a text on the Country Pleasing text line 885-ESPN. Uh, you can also comment over here on the uh, Facebook live stream. Hello to Steve and Guy and Jimmy. He said Jimmy says uh, traveling from Atlanta, and um, as long as it's in Stark Vegas, I'm driving over. So he, if it's on Thursday night, like the opener Thursday night on Thanksgiving for the Egg Bowl, he's coming from Atlanta. You know, he does no indication there on whether or not he's going to, you know make the drive from Atlanta for a Thursday night road game does not sound like it, but nobody would blame you for that. Um, so thanks to everybody tuning in, commenting on uh, the Facebook page. Kyle agrees on Facebook. He says, uh, amen, brother Wyatt, play it at night. I, I mean, play it at night. If you can, if there's some way to get it at night, get it at night. That ought to be the, the precursor for every decision you make for a football game. Nick on the country pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. He says, uh, I'm good for Thursday games as long as it's not the Egg Bowl. That needs to be on Saturday permanently. Well, again, do you, you, you know, to take that approach, Nick, you would be tossing out and just not considering at all anything from an exposure standpoint because there's more exposure, more attention, and a few more eyeballs on Thursday night. Even though now on Thursday night, Thanksgiving, you're up against the NFL. You used to not be. You are up against the NFL. It'll get the bigger ratings. But still you get more eyeballs on Thursday night than you would if you play, you're just one of a million games on Saturday after Thanksgiving and they put you on TV at 11 a.m. Um, now, I can actually understand that because I go, well, in, in today's world in 2020-21 exposure for these college football teams and games and programs is not as big a deal as it's not as coveted as it was 20 years ago because everybody has exposure now but apparently the people who have the most information to make a decision on the decision makers they very much value the exposure so either they just look at it differently than you and I do, or they maybe understand the information a little more than, than you and I do. Country pleasing text. Bro Sun Bulldog says, how do we feel about Leach adding a Vanderbilt transfer quarterback? Alan Waters to the quarterback room. You know, I'll tell you how I feel about it is 
Mike Leach is the kind of coach that if he's making quarterback decisions, you just don't question it. You just let him make them. You know, unconventional? Okay, coach, do your thing. You know, he had Gardner Minshew in a Heisman race. And nobody else wanted to sign Gardner Minshew there at several different points in his career. But Mike Leach did. And even if nobody else is a believer, you know who is? The NFL. I think Mike Leach's track record says it doesn't matter where the kid comes from or how he's recruited or not, if Mike Leach wants him, you trust Mike Leach. And no, that's actually kind of an easy answer. I know you were wanting my opinion, but that's kind of an easy answer there. Uh, Unnamed Texter says, I watched The Natural last night. Yes, The Natural. Roy Hobbs, number nine. Roy Hobbs. (laughs) He says, come on, man, that cannot really be your favorite baseball movie. To whoever you are, text me specifically what you don't like about it. That's what I need. Because it is my favorite baseball movie. It's Chris Lamonis' favorite baseball movie. Who else was on here that said it was their number one? Uh, Oh, yeah, Coach Shanks from Valley. It's his favorite baseball movie. So you tell me what you don't like about it. That's what I want to know. Jason on the Country Pleasing text line says, Don't care which stadium the highway departments are ready for it. There's no travel trouble, just a snowy egg bowl. Has there ever been one? Yeah, I don't know. Has there ever been a snowy egg bowl? I don't think there is. I don't think there is. How about Brooksy McJack on the Country Pleasing text line? He says, crazy. I watched The Natural last night, too. Hashtag Wonder Boy. That's the thing, Chris. If they were to make that movie now in 2020, when he when, when the kid makes the bat, instead of just using the little um, hot iron you know, to burn the word Wonder Boy into the bat, he would actually burn hashtag Wonder Boy if they made the movie now, wouldn't they? I think that's true. All right, and I want to debut something to you. If you listen to this show, I haven't talked about it now. I say debut. You may have gone and read it for all I know. But here's what I'm going to do. For the next two minutes, I'm going to throw something in your lap. We're going to pause for just a short break and simmer on that because I think I will be simmering and then I'm going to come back and tell you a couple of thoughts on it. But you're going to get my gist. You're going to get the gist of my perspective on this when I give you the information. I know there's a saying that if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. I have to be honest with you on this, okay? Two guys that have been writing stuff for ESPN for a long time yesterday wrote a long piece and published it at ESPN.com. They collaborated on it about the Egg Bowl rivalry and Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin. The writers are Chris Lowe and Mark Schleybaugh. I think you say Schleybaugh or Schleybach, one or the other. I don't, I don't really know. I've met them both. Chris Lowe is one of the nicest people on the planet Earth. Mark Schleybach is somebody that I don't care if I ever see him again or not. I think he's a knot on a log. Y'all run tell. 
But what they are is a guy who, two guys who, you know, they've covered college football, but everybody and anybody knows Chris Lowe is a Tennessee, University of Tennessee guy. He's a volunteer, always has been, and made his way up by covering the volunteers. And Schlebaugh, or Schlebach, is a Georgia guy. Always has been, always will be, made his way up by covering Georgia. So we got a Tennessee guy and a Georgia guy that are going to write to us about the Egg Bowl rivalry with two new coaches in it. So you can already tell I'm a little miffed at that. I don't like it. And I see through all this BS stuff that they put in this article. Um, now, there's, a, there's quotes, and we're going to get to the quotes in the article. They talk about how fast the Ole Miss staff had their fortunes turned by Elijah Moore hiking his leg at the end of the Egg Bowl. There's quotes from two former Ole Miss coaches about how they were like, well, that right there just cost us our job. But it's very shallow to just take those quotes on the surface and assume that that's the case. There's also several paragraphs in here about how if Elijah Moore had not done that, then Matt Luke and staff would still be there. And not one time in the entire article do they recognize or point out that merely all it did was back up the extra point a few yards. And had they made the extra point, we're tied. Let me tell you some more stuff in this and why I won't be reading anything from these guys anytime soon. Stick around. All right, back on the show. Jonathan McMillan from Divinity Equipment coming up later. Later also, Jay Hobson, head coach Southern Miss, coming up. More bully on the country, please, in text line. Says, uh, you better watch your name calling. Mark can take you. Ha-ha. You're thinking of Mark Schlereth, the former NFL player. Who, I'm not so sure about that. Um, Mark, again, I don't know if it's Schleybaugh or Schleybach, but he couldn't. I don't know, he just, um, he never really had a run-in. He was just not very nice to me once, and I've just never forgotten it. Not going to forget it. I mean, I'm fine, but not going to forget it. Um, but I just noticed some other stuff. I, I just think he's a bump on a log. Anyway, here's some of the things that I want to point out to you. If you go to, um, like, the... NCAA football page over there at uh, ESPN.com. They give you the little links and different things. And here's what it says. You, you look down the first article below the top headline. So it's you know on the front page right there. And it shows a picture of Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin. And they're maroon and blue. And it says, The wild events that brought Kiffin and Leach to the sport's weirdest rivalry. See... I don't think it's cute, and I don't appreciate it. I don't like it because it's not true, not even remotely, to use the descriptor, the sport's weirdest rivalry. 
See, but that's ESPN, and that's a Tennessee writer and a Georgia writer. The sport's weirdest rivalry. I mean, how? What's weird about it? The fact that people care? Is that what's weird? I mean, because if that's the case, then Georgia, Georgia Tech isn't weird because people don't care? Is that it? I mean, help me out here. What's weird about it? Really? I'm going to get to some other things in this piece. I'm going to point it out to you. They start off in the article from the perspective of Tyrone Nix saying that he couldn't remember who said it, but somebody came over the headset, all the coaches on the Ole Miss sideline in the Egg Bowl, when Elijah Moore hiked his leg and therefore got the penalty and backed up the extra point. He says, Tyrone Nix says, that it came over the headset. He, some of the coach, some coach said, that right there probably cost us our jobs. That was the quote. Well, first of all, maybe so, but I don't really believe that. And I know what that implicates for me to say that, but I, I know it's a quote, but I don't really believe it. So you're telling me that a football coaching staff who's emotionally invested in this ballgame with a chance to win and just scored what is supposed to be the game-tying touchdown. And now all they have to do is hit a longer extra point attempt to tie the game. Yet they're thinking about this has cost them their job. Folks, I'm telling you, I don't believe that. Because I've been in on heated sidelines in the middle of crunch time at the end of a fourth quarter of a game. I've been around headsets and had them on. And in that moment, coaches and players aren't thinking about hiring and firing. So the first few paragraphs of this thing to me are dubious. But again, a Tennessee writer and a Georgia writer will take it and lap it up and spit out whatever might be entertaining because It is about the Egg Bowl rivalry. So they go on. There's more. Talks about, let me me read this to you. 15-yard unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, which contributed to the Rebels missing a 35-yard extra point attempt and falling to Mississippi State 21-20, sparked an unexpected football upheaval in the state of Mississippi. How unexpected was it? Tell me that. We're going to say that it sparked an unexpected upheaval in the state of Mississippi. How unexpected was it? Here's the other thing. Did that spark the upheaval at Mississippi State? No. It sparked the upheaval at Ole Miss a little bit. But you know what even more so sparked the upheaval at Ole Miss? The missed extra point. Elijah Moore can hike his leg all he wants to. And if they make the extra point, it's a tie ball game. And especially if they go on and figure out a way to win it in overtime or something like that. Matt Luke's your head coach. The reality is, no matter how a Tennessee writer or a Georgia writer would like to portray it to the rest of the world, the fact is and will remain forever that the missed extra point was more of a spark than the hiking of the leg ever was. Here's a quote from Rich Rodriguez. Quote, I remember thinking 
Is it going to come down to a kid pretending to pee in the end zone that's going to cost us our jobs? I guess everybody has their reasons. Sometimes kids just make mistakes. Elijah's a good kid, and you hope he's not defined by that. You sure hope that a program is not defined by a guy making a mistake. Matt did a great job with discipline on that team. It was just a spur-of-the-moment bad decision that young guys sometimes make, and here we are. Now, if you were writing this article with or without any formal training, would you take that quote from Rich Rodriguez on face value and splatter it into the fourth paragraph of this article without really thinking about it at all? Would you do that? Would you? Here's why I ask. Did Elijah Moore hiking his leg cost Rich Rodriguez his job? Well, you go, well, it might have led to it. No, what cost him his job was they didn't do a good enough job to win the ball game. What cost him his job is they missed the extra point, didn't get into overtime. What cost him his job was losing the ball game. What Elijah Moore did is cost him 15 yards. Elijah Moore didn't swing his leg at the football on the extra point. You know? Elijah Moore didn't fumble that led to Mississippi State's first touchdown. But if we take it a step further, here's Rich Rodriguez. Again, if you want an indication of excuse-making, he says, I guess everybody has their reasons. Sometimes kids just make mistakes. Elijah's a good kid, and you hope he's not defined by that. Now, we'll agree with that. Then he says, Matt did a great job with discipline on that team. It was just a spur-of-the-moment bad decision that young guys sometimes make. Are we going to there, – there's not one thing – if we're going to focus – you got two guys, a Tennessee writer and a Georgia writer. They're going to focus on the leg hike as the impetus and, and that as soon as he did it, before they even missed the extra point, supposedly these coaches were already talking about getting fired. And you're going to focus on it that much. And you're not even going to point out in the entire long piece of dribble that he merely copied what DJ, DK Metcalf had done two years earlier. The exact same thing on the exact same field with the exact same head coach, but with a different end result in the game. And we're not even going to point it out. And we're going to put quotes in here about what a great disciplinarian Matt Luke was. And how one little leg hike has gotten the whole staff fired. It is a flipping joke that two guys are paid to put together sentences and would hand this over expecting me and you and real people with beating hearts and breathing lungs, and functioning, firing brains to lap it up and believe a single solitary word of it. I'm sick and tired of people like this at places like ESPN that don't have one solitary idea what the rivalry is, what goes on in it, preaching to me and to everybody else about what the rivalry is. 
They even brought a quote in here uh, from an unnamed, I, I think it's, it said somebody from the conference or some, I, I don't know how they described it. I'd have to scroll through and find so dadgum long. But there's some quote in here from like a, it says somebody a long time in the conference. And the quote was that at times the Egg Bowl makes the Iron Bowl look like Sunday school. It's in the article. Now I want you to think about that for a second, and then I'm coming to Paul. And Paul, I may have used up our time. Has anybody poisoned any trees in the Egg Bowl rivalry? Has anybody ever pulled out a gun and murdered someone on Thanksgiving because of the Egg Bowl rivalry? The answer is no, and those things have happened in the Iron Bowl. But we're going to take a quote from an anonymous person in the conference and say that the Egg Bowl at times makes the Iron Bowl look like Sunday school. Folks, I'm telling you, it's two guys who are paid to write, who will walk around with their nose up in the air, who if you threw either one of them an actual football, they would wet their pants trying to catch it, and have written a two-page piece on the front page of ESPN with the biggest pile of crap about this rivalry that I may have ever glanced at. Think for yourself. That's what I'm telling you. Bulldogs, Rebels, think for yourself. You're smarter than that. Too bad these guys aren't. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Hi, I'm Chad Greenway. After retiring from the NFL, I've embraced my new role coaching my kids in their youth sports. Our Youth Basketball Association made the decision to use trusted coaches to train, screen, and educate all of our basketball coaches. Visit trustedcoaches.org to learn more. I'm a trusted coach. Are you? Here we go. Back on the show in the Farm Bureau studio. Uh, we're going to chat with Paul real quick, who's been hanging on while Beaver works to get our man Jonathan on from Divinity. So we're going to spend a little time here on the Divinity Equipment phone after my rant. Paul, I'm all calmed down now. What, what do I need? What do you need? Do you? Were you calling to agree or calling to tell me to calm down? <laughs> now, first of all, uh, I understand your passion, and I know I got a little passionate yesterday on the phone about this coronavirus stuff. But you know, that's what that's what makes the difference. You got to have passion about what you believe in. That's right. And I'll tell you, I agree a hundred percent with what you just said. And as an Ole Miss alumni, and Having talked to a lot of people, I can tell you exactly what caused Matt Luke and his staff to get fired. It was not as some people like you purported are saying the discipline of the program. There was no discipline. Mm. And when Matt Luke went to his press conference and defended what happened, uh, 
And I know you, you can't throw your player under the bus. I'm not saying I think you should have thrown him under the bus, under the bus, but you just cannot defend that type of action mm-hmm. and say, Oh, well, he's a good kid, you know, and I know he regrets it and whatever and whatever and whatever. But you made the point too that the same thing happened two years prior to that. Right. Um, uh, and, and there was a different outcome, but no, Matt Luke didn't get, did not get fired because we lost the egg bowl. Matt Luke got fired because of his reaction to what happened in the press conference and a whole lot of the alumni that, uh, are, are very active, uh, believing that he had lost total control of the program. Yeah. And there had to be a change made. Well, there had to be a change made. You know, and results on the field were subpar, inconsistent, even prior to the egg bowl, right? And then. Exactly. And, and There's then, no doubt. And, and what I guess the thing that I just, my, the reason my, as I started reading through that story, because it's on the front page at ESPN on the football, on the college football page, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to click it, read about Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach. And I'll, I start reading it. And, and it's just, it's, it's a long form, lazy, two guys throwing up on the page. They didn't even take the time to point out. That even if they had made the long extra point, we're tied and go to overtime. I mean, it was just right. I, what I don't like about it. I guess the reason I'm passionate about it, Paul, is look, this is what we do. We talk about the Egg Bowl rivalry 365 days a year. We know it intimately. We know all the details, right? And we expect people exactly. to get it. We expect exactly. people to get it right. And if somebody, right, it, you know, if um, if the Russian cosmonaut came back from the their space station and landed and picked up that article and read it, they'd have no clue as to what actually happened because these guys right. didn't report it accurately. And I just, you know, we hold coaches accountable. We hold players accountable. I will be held rec- accountable for what I say on the air. And doggone, it's about time we start holding these writers accountable too. It's past due. Right. Paul, I appreciate your call, man. Thank well, what, you. One other thing is, if I can go real quick for me. comparison between the rivalries, you're right. The Egg Bowl is a, a great rivalry. The Iron Bowl uh, goes beyond a rivalry, and it's it's a hatred. And you know, some of my best buddies went to Mississippi State. I married a woman that went to Mississippi State. <laughs> I mean, we we don't we don't necessarily like each other that one day of the year, but the rest of the year we love each other. Yeah, and look, and, 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 and you don't, and you do not, because I've lived in Alabama and I've seen it. Uh, I know how how visceral that uh, gets uh, as far as their rivalry. And no, we're not anything like that. Yeah, we're, we're just a good rivalry. Well, we, we just we just don't like each other for one day out of the year. <laughs> and it's not that we don't look. It's not that we dislike each other. We're just. We're committed to our university, and we want to win. Well, yeah, right. and, we and you're exactly right, Paul, and I appreciate the call. Thank you. Look, I grew up born and raised in Alabama. I know what it's like. Anybody that comes in, I'm just telling you, anybody that steps up in front of you and tells you that the Egg Bowl rivalry makes the Iron Bowl rivalry seem like Sunday school, it is. that's a big, fat joke. It is a big, fat joke. All right, <clears throat> thanks for the feedback. Look at here. Speaking of feedback, I was uh, looking for some answers earlier this week. 
You know, I told you all last week, I think, and I was only half joking. I said, if I get my stimulus from the federal government, I'm buying a mower. I'm getting one of those big orange zero-turn Kubota mowers from Jonathan at Divinity Equipment. <laughs> so let's just keep that theme going right now since we've been on the Divinity Equipment th- phone line for a little while. My man, J-Mac, Jonathan McMillan from Divinity Equipment on Highway 51 in Madison. Jonathan, we got a little riled up about the Egg Bowl. I don't know if you heard any of that. Man, I came in, I came in at the tail end of that, and I don't know if I want to open up that can of worms, but I'm not sure what just happened, but it sounded like your blood pressure just shot up, so maybe we ought to just leave that alone. I don't know what just went down. My blood pressure did get up just a little bit. I'll have I, to explain it I to don't you. know. what. We'll have to talk about it later. I don't know what happened. <clears> and I get on and you're talking about Russian cosmonauts. I'm trying to figure out, wait a minute, what's happening? What's going on here? I really don't know where I pulled that one from. Uh, the the, <laughs> the cosmonaut deal, but um, so back down to earth. Let's go back. Literally, literally here on Earth, everybody's grass is growing, and it looks like maybe over the next couple of days it may warm up, and, and and who knows, it may even dry out enough for some people to mow. And Jonathan, I just wanted to talk to you because we're in a time right now where obviously a lot of businesses have to close, but. At Divinity Equipment, both in Madison, Highway 51, Spring Ridge Road, and Jackson, y'all are open, right? And and tell me why. We, we are definitely, we are open for business. We are here to serve all of our customers for sure. Um, you know, and, and this was something as far as us being open, back mm. to that, you know, this is something that we, we have, you know, a long conversation about. You know, Bruce Benny, um, owner of the company, we, we sat and talked and we kind of went back and forth with it. And, uh, you know, if you look at technically, if you look at essential businesses, I guess if you read that definition, you know, businesses that support anything dealing with agriculture, that would mean from, you know, people bringing uh, stuff in, tractors in to, to, to work the fields, the crops, to um, uh, to getting parts to keep that to keep that industry going, grow, you know, going in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, we fall under that category. You know, we have Good. terrible... Uh, you know, a lot of our customers, you know, that's what they do. They're, you know, cattle farmers, uh, hay farming, uh, 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 row crop farming. We have a lot of those guys, and we got to keep those guys going, you know. So we are here. We are open. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, obviously we're taking taking precautions like everybody else. Uh, you know, we, we, we're doing a few things differently, added a few uh, extra steps, a little bit more protocol, I guess, if, if you want to say. Um, but, no, we're here. You know, okay. we're here, and we, we you know, we're and, and Knock on wood, you know, we, we're busy, you know. So, yeah. anyway. Well, um, it's so open, and like I said, you know, there there seems to be, you know, more and more people, and certainly my friends that I talk to, you know, people have mowers that they need to get ready to go. They might have had one that was even sort of kind of, you know, winterized, and it literally, you know, you have to look at my yard. It literally, it's about to, you know, hit full speed, uh, so I've got to have a mower. Others do too. And Jonathan, obviously somebody can come in there and, and they can shop, but they can call you also and get the process started, right? Like if, if I was somebody who I just, I wasn't quite sure about getting out yet, I can call you and we can actually kind of do this thing remotely, right? We can do everything over the phone, uh, you know, and I've talked not only us, but I've talked to several, um, you know, other of our counterparts, you know, in, in, in different parts of the state uh, who run dealerships, all to our competitors, uh, you know, a lot of folks around town, um, you know, we've kind of, you know, 
don't get me wrong, it's a big state, but we're 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 kind of a close knit tight community that that everybody knows everybody, and and uh, I'm I'm thankful for that. You know, I'm thankful that even though some of our competitors, you know, we're still friends. You know, so we have talked to a lot of those guys and. Some of the things that the Vinny that that, that that we're kind of doing, um, yeah, we can do everything over the phone, man. I've had we've had folks uh, say, you know, if they're at the house right now, stuck at the house, and you know, they, they sling a belt on a lawnmower. Yeah, and if they call us up, give us the model and serial number, we can look up that belt, we can bill them over the phone. We've even go so far as to um, uh, we can actually deliver that belt to the house if they need it. You know, mm-hmm. so that way they never have to leave their house. Uh, same with our shop. You know, if something happens, say if their mower breaks, we can send a truck over there, pick your lawnmower up, pick your tractor up, bring it back in here, fix it, take it right back to you. You never have to leave the house. So, uh, and then sales too. If you're looking to, to buy something, you can get online, Kubota, uh, Toro, all of our manufacturers, um, have a, have a website you can go to. Um, Kubota goes so far, you can actually have a builder. So you can build your own tractor, build your own lawnmower online. Submit that in, uh, and we'll actually, our sales team will actually get an email. We will contact you. We can complete the entire transaction from you actually signing documents online and, and deliver that machine out there to you. So, and deliver it to Yeah, there's a lot of different things that we're doing. Uh, everybody's having to think, uh, you know, outside of the box on certain things uh, mm-hmm. to kind of get through this time. Sure. So we want to keep all our employees safe and, and our customers safe. Okay. Well, and I just wanted to check in with you to kind of make sure I wanted people to hear it from you, Jonathan. And what I'm going to do as we now head over to hour two, I'm going to start reminding people that they can pick up the phone and call you. And if they are at home and they have some equipment that need parts, they can call you for that also. And I just appreciate it, Jonathan. Good to talk to you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. You guys be safe, man. All right. You too. Hang in there. Jonathan McMillan. Walk up to him when you see him out there at Divinity and say, Hey, j Mac. <laughs> see if you can make him jump two feet off the ground. He's got some hops. Hour two coming up, including Jay Hobson.